Hello, and welcome to episode 13, part 2, Electric Boogaloo, of the Cheese and Eggs podcast. I am here once again with Nubbleman Lucas. How you doing? Are we good. still good, man? We still good? Still good? I haven't talked good. to you since, like, Monday. Was it Monday? Yeah, yeah it was oh. Monday. <clears throat> no, it was Sunday, I think. Was it? Shit, I don't yeah. remember. Oh, it was Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I had to finish My Hero Academia. Yeah. By 9.05 the next day. You failed. <laughs> Listen. As I failed, but I got it done. I got yeah. it done the same day, though. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Got it done that day. Okay. So, like, do I just get, like, half credit? No. N- what are you, the chemistry I'm nice. department? I'm not nice enough for that. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, GA Kim, by the way. I'll say that on record. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> I'm not going to grad school for them. It needs to be said. Man, it's been said many times. As Speak it should. Speak it to the heavens. chemistry here. Fuck chemistry at UGA. Fuck chemistry at UGA. Yeah. Alright. Anyway. So. What did we leave off on? I think we, we, we left off on you saying that Takamura was your favorite character. And yes. I laughed and in I your was, face. Yes, and I was defending myself. I was trying to defend myself before you disowned me. Well, before it you was him, finished, Honor. before you finished something. <laughs> it was Dishonor him, Your Honor. Katsuki <laughs> <laughs> said not to cancel ourselves on stream, and then here you are supporting Takamura. Honestly, hey, you're look. supporting you're you're supporting a basically a rapist. Listen, <laughs> um, I do not. I for the people in the back, I do not condone that. That is just weird. Honestly, I think if just Takamura, weird. Like, talk more please, like, uh, talk... pl- please specify the behaviors you're talking about and not literal rape because okay. yes yes so okay, yes. Ba- basically takamura what steven is saying is takamura his big issue as a character is that despite everything all the good that he does he always finds a way to flip it around and make people hate him so whether it's just like assaulting people whether it's like sexually or not sexually or is just being the biggest asshole imaginable that's his that's his big issue which is why there's so much controversy being my favorite character but it's my favorite for two big reasons number one is that honestly just like when he's not being an asshole he really has this awesome big brother mentality and he's just very protective of the people that's close to him like and he and he's gone through a lot of crap with his own actual family but when he gets down to it if it's Ipo that's trying to like um, build himself up, he's a very good older brother. Even when Aoki and Kimura are acting up, he always kind of grounds them, and he always trying like does everything he can. Even when he's like winning his fights, he does everything he can for those people. And you know, God forbid anybody tries to hurt them in any kind of way, because he will maliciously destroy them. And I I, I respect like someone who protects the people close to them. The second big reason is he he's got this level of strength when he fights, and like you know, Ipo, Ipo is strong. Everyone knows that. A lot of the other characters, Sendo, Mashiba, they're all strong. But every time I'm reading it, even after like a big loss or like a really dramatic fight where he like it's a nail biter, when Takamura steps up on the ring, I always I breathe this sigh of relief. Like, okay, everything's gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be fine. And that's really. It's weird given how many strong characters there are in this um, in the series. So yes, 
I officially do not condone all the other crap that he pulls, but you know, there is a heart of gold under there somewhere. Why'd you qualify that with officially? That's what, what was that about? Huh? Oh, I'm just making it. I'm saying it louder for the people in the back. Uh huh. It's 2020, man. You got to be clear. Extra clear. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah, you are very clearly supposed to like Takamura as a character. Like, don't get me wrong, right? Obviously, I'm just talking shit, but Takamura is definitely a character that I love seeing on screen most of the time. Mm-hmm. Unless he's like. Honestly, when he fucks with Aoki, I kind of. I'm supposed to feel bad, but I kind of don't. <laughs> I'm just like, you know. It's because it's always funny. It is always funny. It's always it, great. It's, it's always funny, and it's one of those things where it's like, it, it's it's a work of fiction, so it's fine yeah. and hilarious, but if it happened in real life, you'd be really worried. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The only I thing mean, I don't think is funny is when he's like, legitimately trying to have sex with What's-Her-Face, the, the bone doctor. Oh, yeah. But, that that but, crosses but the seeing, territory of like, oh god! But seeing him get judo flipped through the window is is satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> like it every is. time, consistently, like she must have bank to be able to replace those windows. Like, like she, she replaces windows, she replaces them with, with wood. She replaces it with wood. She puts like uh, metal bars over it. She still flips them through. <laughs> like I don't know what's funnier: the fact that he doesn't learn how to counter that judo flip, or the fact that. She just is it's become a, a tradition at this point. Oh god. Uh, like wasn't she like the judo like champion or something? Yeah. Yeah. She was so sick. She was a Japanese judo champion. We love strong women. Hmm? We love strong women. Oh yes, we do. That but is yeah. that is the staple of this uh of this group. That is very true. <laughs> Especially considering, like, this used to be a, like, a boys-only club until uh, my my first semester. Oh yeah, it was it was rough. Like the it was it was like a ninety-five it was like ninety-five percent guys, and the five percent of girls would show up sporadically. Yeah, was it like it was, just Sarah and it like, was, one other it, person? So like the girls we had in our club before you came, it was Sarah, Peyton, Britannia, and Nora. Nora and Britannia were officers um, at one point, but they showed up on occasion. Sometimes one of them would show, the other one wouldn't. Um, mm-hmm. Sarah would come on and off, and Peyton was usually absent. Mm-hmm. So my first year, officer. she was there a lot. Hmm. My first year, she was there a lot. Yeah. Peyton. Oh yeah. No, but please stop clicking. <laughs> what? She stopped. Please stop clicking. <laughs> Oh, I heard talking. I was like, what? <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> I have to edit those things out. Oh, damn. R- really? I try to... The, the, like, the, when there are pauses and you click, yes, I edit those out. Okay, At least I try on. to. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it, too. Everyone knew it was coming. <laughs> Gotta keep you on your toes. Uh, look, I don't blame you. Anyway. Is it really keeping well, us on our I toes just if we like expected? Five windows when I did that. What? Is it really keeping us on our toes if we just come to accept accept it and expect it? Well, no, I mean, he has to edit them out, and I'm oh. giving him work to do. Okay, in that case, carry on. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? We were just, we we um we went from judo flips to strong women. Ah, uh, yes, strong women. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I, um, but yeah, that, 
Hakamura is a very weird character. I don't say complex to like defend him. I think like the author he does that on purpose just to like I don't know keep people. I don't really know why he does it to be honest. Like I can get his his character dy dynamics for every other character, but not for Takamura. Like it just it doesn't, it doesn't add up. Yeah, I mean. Aldair Takamura is probably the most complex character in the story simply because we don't know anything about him really. Yeah, there is a lot of unknowns. And actually that's what, it, like, I guess that part definitely keeps people coming back. Well, yeah. Looks like we'll be getting more on that soon. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. Yeah, this, he's got a big fight coming up. Yeah. It's with a Mahjong guy. I'm, I'm pretty sure Morikawa has been waiting to, to put a Mahjong themed fighter in here. Does he do it a lot? Yeah, he plays Mahjong. Crazy. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't find that out until recently. Because I was scrolling through the subreddit and I was like, oh, he does play Mahjong. I hate that subreddit though. I mean, yeah, it's kind of trash and they all have horrible takes. But yeah. the art is cool sometimes. Yes, it is. And the memes are pretty good. Occasionally. Um, hold on. Indeed. Uh, is the lighter green supposed to be what it's actually recording as audio? The lighter green? Oh, the lighter green, I think, is, like... I'm not entirely sure, but it hasn't it... posed a problem before. Okay, cool. So, like, it just does fun. that. Okay, cool. I think, like, we each assign a different shade. So, like, one person's gray, one person's green, one person's, like, a darker green. And then, like, that's how it goes. I think it's, like, the fundamental frequencies. That's what I think is going on. Or the frequencies of it. <clears throat> Um, but I cannot be entirely sure. This is just like my one semester of phonetics and phonology class, you know, <laughs> making <laughs> guesses and that's how prop worked. So I'm guessing how that's how this works. Anyway, back to it. Yeah, back to it. So, yeah, yeah uh, one thing I want to touch on actually, because I was going to save it for general themes, but since we're on the subject, I mentioned this to you guys before when when I was on my, my journey to read all of Epo to catch up, that... Uh -huh. Like, when Ippo, you know, spoiler obviously for everyone who hasn't read it yet, but when Ippo gets done in with his, um, with his, with, with his retirement, I always felt like um, Takamura was jealous of Ippo. Like, he was, like, it was, he was obviously very protective of, um, of the old man because he wanted to make sure he, um, he wasn't sad or worried. But I feel like when... When Kamigawa was really like was depressed after Ippo retired, he was just like, "Yo, what about me?" I don't. Know. I don't. I didn't pick up on that. I don't. I didn't interpret that the same way. <clears throat> I interpreted that as like as like him being upset that someone hurt the old man again. You know, in this case, being Ippo. Interesting. Um, because you know, I got. I I think it's a bit of both like yeah like yeah he's very clearly mad at Ippo for letting down uh Kamogawa right but yeah. I don't know when, when he says that what about me stuff uh, I think it's just like you know if you spent your whole life trying to get something for this man and he's way too caught up in the in the new guy who just let him down you're gonna get a little annoyed and maybe a little jealous okay fair I mean he is human superhuman maybe but still human because also, I, um, there was another thing where, what was it? 
Oh yeah, when um, I don't know, Takamura uh, was like talking to Ippo, and he was like, he put that like he put that dividing line on there. That mm -hmm. was that was a clear that was clearly to me like oh don't hurt the old man if you're not ready to cross this line, but I just I don't blame him for being jealous, which but I'm surprised more so because I never thought Takamura would be capable of jealousy, you know. Hmm. I can see that. Like he's like he's such a like a mountain man. Like, well, he's, like, not really a mountain man, but, like, he's a man that stands on a mountain higher than everyone else. So, you don't, you don't think his except for Ricardo. could extend to jealousy? No, I don't. I mean, especially after everything he's gone through. Like, like one thing when he was, like, like, basically, it seems like he was disowned by his family. I, it doesn't seem like he, well, at least it doesn't, like, read <clears> that he's regretting it more so that he's kind of accepted it. And he's just like, fuck him. I feel like he's happy about it. Like more than anything, I think it gives him that element of, of, of freedom that he wouldn't have had otherwise. Um, so if anything, I think he was kind of like, thank God. Right. that's the vibe I got. Okay. Well, let me address that. That's a little one. That's one thing I really want to talk about. But okay, y'all, I see what you guys are saying. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But, but that that is my two cents on top. All right. Now, on to actually the best character in the show, again. Ugh. <laughs> what do you mean? Ugh. Ugh. That's, what do you mean, what do I mean, ugh? You know what, what I mean. Okay, listen. Listen. Mashima is the best character in the series. I forgot the reasons I said before, but I kind of don't care that much because, like... Okay, I think part of the reason I love Mashima so much... Um, isn't because I like redemption arcs necessarily, but it feels like he was rejecting his redemption arc more than I think a lot of people, a lot of characters, like a lot, a lot of like shonen characters would, you know, mm -hmm. like a lot of his redemption arc was, was, <clears throat> excuse me, him trying to hold on to who he was in the past without like any attempt to move forward, but then realizing, oh shit, there are people here that I can't let down, right? I can't be the old me. Right. right, I can't. Yeah. I can't do things I used to do and get away with it, and expect you know these people to still be here for me. I mean, he could, but like he doesn't want to, you know, because now he starts to feel things for these people. Because for once in his life, he has people that care about him and sacrifice for him. You know, yeah. like the Hell Society, like keeping up a fan club like that for a year while you're suspended, like that's a lot. I have the attention span for that or <laughs> the dedication. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and that's so fucking cool. And for him to see that and be like, shit. Plus, I'm like, a fucking if you boxer. remember, that was started by his co workers. Yeah. It was started by his co workers, you know? Not, like, to mention, not to mention the fact, also, that, like, it was. He. When he, um. When before he got suspended, that fight with Sawamura, that was a very different. Um. He had that support before, but I think he. Was still, I think he only rejected it that time because he was hell bent on absolutely destroying that guy. You know, I don't know. I don't think it was just that either. Because I think I remember a moment like after that fight when he was preparing for the fight with Iga, that he was like, "I'm missing something." Mm. You know, it's and I think that something was like that. You know, I guess bloodlust that he had before he doesn't really have anymore. 
Um, okay. <clears throat> so, and like, that's why I say he's actively rejecting it for the most part. You know, like, it's not like a, a, a Zuko where he's like, you know, I want to join your group. And it's like, I still want to have this persona, but I can't fight anymore. So here's who I am now. I'm no longer a street rat. I'm no longer, you know, basically fighting for survival. You know, I'm a respected boxer. And it carries a very different weight to him than, than fighting for your food. I don't know. I wonder, I, I personally wonder if Iga had done the same thing to his sister, if he would have, um, if he would have maintained that composure. Cause, I don't think know, so. Kumi, Absolutely Kumi, not. Yeah, Kumi is a, is a soft spot. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I don't know. I don't know if Salamora like if the Salamora fight happened without um, Kumi getting hit before. I don't think um, I don't rather I, I don't think I don't know if he would have resorted to brawling or not. But if he did, like accept the people around him, I'm not sure if he would have won that fight. I don't. Hmm. Well, I don't know either. If you look back at the fight, um, there's no way Sawamura was going to actually make it to the ten count. Um, yeah. At that ve- at that very last moment, uh, Mashiba only lost because he punched him before the ten count was up. But like, yeah, no, Sawamura was definitely not going to stand up. No, I, I mean like just like the entire fight building up to that last round. Mm. Everything from theory, like everything from like the headbutts, the, the like the illegal blows, everything to like to hurt Salamora. I feel like that would have that played a role in him winning. Because because it, it didn't look like he was gonna win just by boxing. Yeah, I agree. I think in theory, Salamora was the better, a more complete boxer than Mashiba. Yeah, that makes sense at that point for sure. Yeah. Um. So Sarumura would have won without cheating anyway. He just wanted to fuck him up. Because that's who he is. Okay. Um, But, like I said, um, Mashiba is is kind of a weird one for me. Because I'm usually not like, I don't usually like like the super edgelord characters or whatever. Um, But something about him just kind of struck a chord with me in, in a way I didn't really expect. In a way I didn't really like you know, pick up the first time I, I, I was going through the series either. Right? Because I think, like, going back and reading um, all the bits with Mashiba after you've already completed it or caught up, um, you definitely have an appreciation for what Morikawa was setting up, you know, like, a thousand or so chapters back. Um, not to say it was completely plain, because you never really know, but it's definitely, the, the DNA is kind of there. Especially with Kumi. Hmm. Kumi is has, is flipping her uh, her character a little bit in a good way though. In a good way. And it's great. Oh yeah, she's uh, it, it's I think there's a there was a there was a moment where she showed like a different side of her, and someone was like, "Oh yeah, she is Mashiba's brother." Yep, that was um when she was getting really mad about um Ipo having met Miata. she was so angry i mean what of you knowing what miata does to your relationship with him (laughs) oh you mean like you mean like destroys it yes rips it into tiny rips into a million tiny pieces constantly no yeah it it keeps it from happening that's what it does 
yeah, this is keeps my boyfriend happy. Ipo, and this is Ipo's boyfriend Miata. <laughs> <laughs> that one hit like when I first saw that, it hit hard. But then as I kept reading, it just kept making me laugh. Even. It's I like so... how other characters call him out on it too. Yeah. Yeah, as they should. As they should. As we all would. Because poor Kumi. But like, back to Mashva for a little bit, right? The other one. Yeah. Wait, what's his, act, what's his first name? Real. You know. Real. Okay. Mashva Real. Yeah. Um. Wow. So like, who doesn't know names? You really want to talk that? Listen. This is this listen. is the one series where he knows all of them. That's not true either. <laughs> I wish that were true. You know I wish that were true so much. Those important ones? Yes, absolutely. Which is more than you can say for pretty much anything else. Honestly, bro, Abishek's fucking like weird ass names for all the King and characters. I'm like, who is this? I blame you. For this. I can't I blame. No, some of them you didn't get, like that you should have gotten though. Probably. How did you not know who Lightning Simp was? Yeah, come on. It's, dude. How many Lightning Simps are in the show? One. Exactly. But still. Exactly. Anyway, enough of roasting the host. Um, <laughs> That's enough. Roast the host. I like that. That might be an episode title. Huh. I'm saving. That's a good idea. Let me write that down. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Anyway, back to um, whatchamacallit. What's he use it? Roast. So, like, the thing, the obviously the moment that got me with Masha Boat was the his fight with Iga, right? Yeah. Where, where he, he's like, I guess metaphorically overcoming all his past obstacles. But where Iga kind of forgot that, um, fuck, what's his name again? Mm-hmm. Oh god, what? why am I forgetting? What are <laughs> you like, what's his name again? Ooh. Fucking Miata, there we go. Oh. <laughs> Just talking about. I was on out for a minute and I was like, it was what? Yeah, it's like he forgot the Miata existence, he was like, hey bitch. Uh, you forgot one person. Also, I'm better than you, and and awesome. I'm a true boxer, unlike your bitch ass. <laughs> and then he ends better. the fight with all his professional talk, and it's like, oh, this is so sick. I couldn't ask for a better ending. Like, like for that arc of his life, or of his life, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. what more could you ask for from someone who, who came from nothing, and then finally he's like, Alright, so here's my plan for the future. Here's why I'm doing this. Here's all the politics involved and the money. Um, <clears throat> sometimes you gotta value professionalism, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially true. when you come from, from Masha's background. But speaking of favorite fights. Okay. Ah, yes. The Sekiu. On to our next section. My favorite the fight. The Sekiu. Uh, my favorite fight is Masha versus Ego. As I said before, I've said pretty much everything I could say about it. As I said before, it's basically the moment where Mashima realizes I'm the shit, and you can't take that away from me. <laughs> no matter how much you try and 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 drink the haterade, you can't take shit from me, and that's super cool. I agree. It's not my favorite. It's not my favorite, but I agree. It is not. You don't like that fight that much. I I like the fight. I just don't get all the hype that you put into it that's my thing like there's so many awesome hype fights but that the one reason like, i like this fight eh. so much is because it's very much like it's very character driven and i'm 
mm-hmm. largely a character-driven person when consuming media. Um, so this is probably, I don't want to say the only fight. This is probably the only fight that's like been so directly linked to a character's development. And I think that's why I liked it so much. It's also my favorite character's development. So th- that too. Um, so it's like a combination of the fight itself, but also the factors of surrounding the fight that that got me. Like narratively. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what? Actually, I have a reason. I think I have another reason why I don't like the fight as much. As you guys. Mm-hmm. And it's it's because I think when I went into the fight, I didn't have any fear of Mashiba losing. Now that I think about it, I can't remember like feeling, oh god, this is actually gonna trip him up. Like Ego was a monster and he was he was blazing a trail, but against Mashiba, I was like, no, come on, no way. This man's fought way bigger titans. So maybe maybe that has some big thing to do with it. Possibly. I'd agree with that actually. I didn't really think he'd lose. Um I, I was kinda worried he'd get back into fouling, but um a little bit into where like the uh I guess kind of like the narrative kind of tricks you into thinking he might foul I was like oh he's not actually gonna do it yeah uh, I was I, I was not sure if he was gonna foul or not I was kind of like uh, I don't know everybody too sure yeah exactly I mean, it wouldn't be the first time where Kyle's done some shit and I've just been like why <laughs> or like I did not see that coming yeah, especially when we're talking about the least favorite fight. Oh, Do you want me to scream again? Do you want me to scream again, Lucas? I, I can scream for the 30 minutes. Just saying, man. No, no, no need. No need. We already recorded it. It's good. Oh, we did. Cool, cool off. That fight makes me cool so off. mad. That cool, <laughs> makes me so cool. upset. It's cool. It's cool, bro. It's cool. It's not cool. It's not be, cool at no, all. No, no, no. No, no stop. No, stop no, telling no, me to be cool. Yeah. You're making no, no. me not cool. I have uncorked the gene. I don't think he's the one who made you not cool. Yeah. Sorry. Novum, again with the what? burns. Jesus, you're on a roll today. <laughs> Thank you. Bazinga. Bazinga. I'm making up for lost time. <laughs> it's been a minute. Gotta keep you on your toes. I'll take that. Okay. Next. Who, who was next after that? I think it was Novum. Me. Your favorite sure, fight. Oh yeah, so my favorite fight is uh, Vorg versus Mike Elliott, um, and a lot of the reasoning is in the background, so we're going to take a minute to go over Vorg and his role in the story. Uh, so yeah, Vorg's a Russian boxer who came to Japan to make some money for his uh, very sick mother, and he meets Ippo early on, and... Uh, at this point, Vorg's kind of fighting in a very showy infighter style, um, because as a foreign boxer, he needs to work extra hard to get popularity, because um, decisions will always be against him. And uh, as anybody who's seen or read it can attest, uh, infighting against Ippo is very difficult. It's basically impossible. You will lose. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Vor- Vorg loses. Uh, later on, gets another match against Sendo for the Japanese title. And loses because it's Sendo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and with those two losses, he has to go back to Russia because his gym just uh, can't afford to keep him in Japan when he's not bringing in the crowds. 
uh, and he says goodbye. It's very sad, very unfair. Um, kind of our first big look at the uh, issues of boxing as a business, which come up occasionally in the series. I, I don't think they got into it before that point. I don't think they did either. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. But yeah, way, way later on, um, like at least 500 chapters, uh, he comes back because uh, his mother has unfortunately passed away. Um, but there's kind of nothing keeping him in Russia anymore. So he visits Japan to uh, see if he can get a contact in America to start boxing. Runs into Ippo again. They spar, and it's revealed that Vorg's primary style has always been a more technical outboxing type. Um, which he uses to hand Ippo's ass to him in a spar. After being like out of it for so long, too. Yeah, like, they mentioned that he was almost certainly doing his exercise and stuff, but, like, this is a guy who hasn't actually sparred against someone for, uh, I think, like, a, a year-ish at that point. Yeah. If not more. He, he even admitted that, like, at the at best, he could probably give him, like, one round. Mm-hmm. Which is all it took, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Beat the mess out of them. Yeah. But I think the purpose of the spar, too, is, like, hey, I'm going to show you the weaknesses of the Dempsey roll. Yeah, but he was smart enough to pick up on that immediately. Oh, yeah. Not to mention the fact also that, like, you, re like, you really did take a moment in that moment. Like, in that moment, you realize, oh, wow, he is outclassed. Like, that first fight really wasn't a good indicator. Mm-hmm. Nope. So, with this, uh, he is sent off to America to worked with Dan, who is a uh, old, like, post-World War II boxing buddy of Kamigawa, uh, who becomes his trainer. Uh, some more time passes, and he gets a shot at the world title for his weight class, which I don't remember what it was. Do you guys? Uh, I think it was a WBA. No, the weight class. Oh, weight class. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, not Epos, though. He, he switched classes, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think he went up. That's fine, though. It's not important. Uh, so, but the, the there's a lot of stuff surrounding this fight. First of all, it's an enemy territory. This is a Russian um, and a world title match being held in America. So, like, he knows the score is stacked against him, much like it was in Japan at his other title match. Um, Even more so, honestly. I th Yeah, definitely. On, on this high a scale. Yeah. It's, it's got to be crazy for him. Um, he's filling in for someone who was originally going to fight the champion, Mike Elliott. Uh, so he ha he doesn't have a lot of time to prepare. His weight control is really tough. Uh, his stamina's messed up. Uh, but him and his trainer both agree that they're probably never going to get this chance again. So they've got to try. And then the fight starts. And just from the outset, you see uh, that Mike Elliott, much like Vorg, is a very technical, thoughtful boxer. So you've got two, um, you've got two big brains over here. Basically, constantly trying to uh, trick and like not like not like underhanded trick, but like you know, like, like out strategize. Yeah, just uh, even the manga itself just kind of portrays it as a chess match. Yep. And they keep this going for many chapters, where like just kind of hooked on it the whole time. Like you have no idea which way the fight's gonna go. Um, 
Like, Vorg will try something, Mike will see it coming and respond with a counter, but Vorg will have seen the counter coming. Stuff like that. Hit you with a no mix-up mix-up, so, like, you don't actually counter them, but it throws them off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of outmaneuvering. Yeah, a lot of DPing on wake-up. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was basically like like Vor, like like both trying to set him up like with one like with one combo as a, as a faint a whole combo as a faint but mm-hmm. then Mike Elliott was like oh I expected you to faint you with that so here's my counter and Vogue was like oh I expected that counter would be a really good counter for this so I'm gonna counter that with my counter and just went back it's um if you listeners have seen Code Geass it was low-key just a Lucian Schnitzel <laughs> yeah <laughs> right oh, Schnitzel is uh, not his name hold on by the way um the he, he is currently the I the IBF junior lightweight champ. Well, spoilers. Oh yeah. I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> wow, you listen to a Pajamino Epo podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd have thunk? Look, uh but also I think you should mention the fact that like Vogue, I believe before he had his pro debut, he in the amateur uh, he, he was, was an amateur, amateur world champion. He was an amateur champ, but I think he had like 200 wins under his belt. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was amateur. Like, was it? Was he, he was it like world? world champ. Yeah, he was world amateur champ. Yeah, it, um, it was uh, world amateur champ. 223 wins, all by KO. That's crazy. That is that's so many. Insane. <laughs> that 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 number, like, I, I'm not sure it's real. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> who cares? Who the fuck cares? Who, who yeah. cares? Two hundred. Two hundred. Fake martial arts. That's just amateur too. That was before he hit the pro. Listen, listen. If if magician assholes can extend their arm, no, no, <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna scream. No, no. It wasn't that bad. Yes, shut it up. was. Shut up, Stephen. Shut up. <laughs> shut up, Stephen. You have your gripes. I have mine. <laughs> I will not keep these mumbled gripes or moans to myself. Thank you. Very hey, Epo's Epo's loss wasn't that bad. I, ooh. Yeah, 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 see how Nubble. it feels? Don't do this to me. How Don't dare do this you? To me. <laughs> All day, Nubble. All day. I've been the punching bag. Your host. I've been I've been nothing but nice to you. Your host with the most. Your no, you're right. Most. Steven Black. I'm just trying to show you what it's like. Anyway, Borg. Um, also, another really fun thing about the fight is that uh, Borg has picked up some techniques from... Uh, his trainer Dan. Yep. Oh, yeah, Hien's fucking sick. Yes. I guess we should uh, probably like explain the Hien a little bit, like where it came from in the series. Um, yeah, sure. So the Hien, which is swallow, I think. Yeah. Yes. It's like a, it's like a jab that can come from anywhere because it shifts its trajectory mid punch. Um. So it was something that Dan worked on. When he was like post World War II boxing, um, but he didn't get to do much with it because he had a glass jaw. So, thanks yes, thanks to Gamakamagawa. Yeah. <laughs> Old man strikes again. Mm-hmm. And then uh, before, uh, after Vorg's first fight with Ipo, but before his return, um, Dan comes to Japan with a uh, as a trainer, and the person under him is he's a he's a doctor who's like boxing on the professional boxing on the side pretty much that's like such an insane fucking i can't imagine statement. what his day is like how big he is i don't want to like he's a medical student and he's like top of his class or whatever and professional boxing on the side mm. was japanese champion already and he's like fuck it if, if he's not in the lab he's in the gym 
<laughs> Pretty much. But so he picked up the hand too, the the jab that can come from anywhere. But Dan also taught him a new move, uh, called the Subami Geshi, which is translates to second swallow, which is also a reference to um, Sasaki Kojiro. Huh. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That and it makes sense if you think about it, because it's that one where like the sword comes down it's, and it then goes it swings down, right goes up. up. That's like yeah. an actual thing in Kendo too, for real. Yeah, it is. So like, actually, fun fact: all of the um, one of the first um um, trans like one of the earliest translations that we got in the West was from the seventies, and it was actually a Kendo practitioner who translated it, because like a lot of there's a lot of like crossover between the the terminology and like you know real sword fighting and um and kendo mm -hmm. anyway my little tidbit uh cool. nerd knowledge for the day that's very cool wait, wait, wait was snoopy a kendo guy <laughs> is that who you're talking about no 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 no. i'm saying like one of the i mean the book of five rings that's what i'm talking about oh my god know. yeah you should have you should have i should have clarified that yeah oh i had no idea what you were talking <laughs> yeah okay yeah the book of five rings i was translated by a kendo guy in the 70s okay that, right. that, that incredibly changes what you were saying. I could understand your confusion. Also, I miss Snoopy. Anyway, continue. Mm. Yes. But yeah, it's like a... It's a... It's just an uppercut, but your fist is vertical instead of horizontal, which uh, lets it slip through guards. Um, mm -hmm. Which is talked about like a big thing, but it's... I mean, it's not that... Yeah. You just... It's it, not a fancy it's move very... that needs extreme training or anything. It's just Fake unconventional, and people just don't expect it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, Ipo wins, but they definitely gave him a rough time. And against the doctor guy, just to be clear. Yeah, against the doctor guy. Fast forwarding, um, Vorik has picked up both the Hen and the Subamigeshi, and he pulls those out in very cool ways against Mike Elliott, and it's just fun to see those callbacks. Um, in general, Morikawa was really good about remembering what he's already added to the series and bringing it back in cool ways. Unlike a certain other mangaka that we're not going to talk about here. <coughs> Actually, the vampire we, himself. We can talk about it later. The vampire himself. Anyway. Uh, what was that? So, Araki. Anyway. Oh, uh, damn. <laughs> Take you that long? <laughs> because I honestly, I, I thought you were just—I thought you were mad about Oma again. <laughs> oh, fair. Don't bring that up either. For being honest here, that shit was trash. Anyway, but yeah, like you haven't gotten to the best part of the fight yet. Huh? Yeah. You are you, are you talking about the the, uh, the down? Yeah. Yeah. So after like again several chapters of like some of the best fight writing in the series, in terms of choreography and just like keeping you invested in tents. Um, Vor gets a really heavy down against against um, Mike. Uh, Mike's down. And at this point, it's revealed that one of the people in Mike's corner had paid off the ref, who not only does he take forever to count, he starts helping Mike up, which is completely fucked. Uh, and then David Eagle, who was one of Takamura's old opponents, is on the side. Like, how dare you disrespect this amazing match? And that was the part that I that got me. Yeah, I um, 
I, I love David Eagle's presence in the match as like a as a high level commentator. Yeah. Um, also, also this is fun because um, Ippo and Sendo are together watching it, being best buds. The true friendship. They're on a date. They're <laughs> and they break the glass table in the, in the office because mm. they got so excited. <laughs> Back to the broken table was priceless. Also, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. But yeah, so continue, Nova. Yeah, yeah. So the guy like picks him up, and then Mike. Mike is like not an asshole. He's been basically begging for an opponent like Vorg this whole time, someone he can like have his chess match against. Um, but he's too out of it to realize that he's being unfairly helped. So he's not, he can't, he can't quit, or he can't forfeit because he doesn't know what happened. But he absolutely um, would have if he knew. Yeah, he would have. Well, they, they, they're pretty good at, like, letting you know that Mike's not a shit. Uh, but the fight just goes on. It ends with a incredible knockout for Vorg, who manages to push through all sorts of uh, tiredness and adversity. And yes. David Discrimination. Eagle is all yes. congratulatory. And the guy who paid off the ref is kicked out. It's beautiful. It's just it's amazing. And then Epo and Sendo are just excited as fuck. Like friend of Epo that gets world champion. Okay. Yeah. He's also like the most talented of Epo's friends. Definitely. Um, I would love to see him rematch Sendo. That'd be incredible. Oh, be yo. So what if that? What if that's what does Sendo in? Hmm. What if that's what does Sendo in? <laughs> He's so sick. Oh, gosh. And then... Okay, but then uh, Ippo would have to go up a weight class to fight him. If, if we're doing yeah. Rocky. I mean... Could maybe. He, he could. That. I'm, I'm he, sure he, he could. He, 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 could. he, he does weight cause, control. Because he's already like pushing the amount of muscle someone of his height can have. So he would have to gain like, fat to build up. Yeah. That's true. I don't think he's ever he's he's never like worked on bulking up. Every all his weight training has been like just to be stronger. Yeah, he bulks up naturally though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like I don't know if he can bulk up more given the size yeah, I don't of his especially. <laughs> I, don't think so I mean, it's, it's also quite it's quite possible that Thor would go back down just to fight him. <laughs> that's true. I can see Possibly. that. Possibly, bro. Uh, has that fucking Yujiro Hanma back. Before we end, we should talk about <laughs> Ricardo as a character now that they've started to define him more. Yogurt. Okay, we I think Lucas, should. you're next. You're, who's, what's your favorite fight? My favorite fight? Oh, um, it's a tie actually between two. Okay, um, what are the two? So the, we'll decide the order and talk about them because I think so, I know which one it is. It's um. So the first, so the first one, the first candidate here is Ipo versus Sendo two for the championship, and that was my favorite because it was like especially back um, when I was reading it early on, it was such a hype fight. Against two like two dudes who are basically like very similar fighters, and also best friends, like true best friends. And like the watching it, like I actually I read it, then I watched it, and I realized wow, the animation is really good. Like they're they did a really good job with the choreography, and also because the ending combination that Ipo pulled to beat Sendo, like I don't know what it is, but like using all of his special moves in sequence was just epic like mm -hmm. first first he he dodges he slips out of the of the of the, the signature smash boom liver blow and then drops all the way down for mm -hmm. a massive gazelle punch which is an uppercut while 
basically like springing up from a low position. And then the Dempsey roll. Cue the jet engines and the tire screeching. Oh, God. The fucking jet engines. The the shot of Ippo, uh, not Ippo, Sendo throwing that last smash before he gets Dempsey'd. It was so cool. Just like like when he's like leaning back with the pose and everything, it's beautiful. I'm pretty sure if he connected with Ippo, Ippo actually would have died. (laughs) (laughs) He just would have died on the spot. I like how like Ippo's punches scare people, right? Yeah. But Sendo himself scares people. <laughs> like the like anytime the, the the tiger metaphor when they're facing him in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. The animates the tiger like the tiger in a cage with the boxer. It's so cool. Hmm. But Nani awesome. tiger. Tiger. But yeah, so that, that fight is just up there always. Despite the fact that after that there have been so many awesome fights, that one just hits home every time. But sure. the reason it is not my all-time favorite is because of Ipo versus Date. Again, another early um, another early fight. Actually, Wait, fight versus who? before Sendo and Ipo. The reason I like that fight so much is both on a both on a choreography level and also on a like overall message. So, Date at the time was like he was the goal. He was the the boss, and that was before Ricardo was really ever talked about that much. Like all we knew is that Date had plans after the Japanese title, and this was Ipo's last chance to fight him and beat him. So Ipo's fighting him, and it's basically it's a game of of new uh like new like new blood with like youthful advantage versus age and experience and someone who has the end of their 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 time like date is 29 years old this man is not going to be boxing for much for much longer and it also it shows the whole thing of like the difference between the champ like a true champion and a challenger mentality and that was the first time that Ipo really experienced not just like a physical loss but like just mental defeat like he lost that fight before he even walked in the ring, and I liked how like Date, um, in my opinion, Date was like a true champion. Like he's like a champion's champion. You know, he's kind of like in, on the Japanese level. He's kind of like Ricardo. He's that dude. Everyone looks up to him. So yeah, those are th- that's that that's my favorite. Like. One. Those are my two favorite fights, and I can't decide which one is more of my favorite. Also, the heartbreak shot is awesome. It's so cool. It is awesome. I kind of want to... Okay, as much shit as I talk about the fight where Ibo loses to to, to Guava Man... Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the Guava I, Man. <laughs> I, like... What, the, what followed immediately after was absolutely phenomenal. Like, that sequence where he's walking with Kamigawa back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Kamigawa asks him which one which fights were your favorites right he basically says all of them but then like he says which one were really your favorites he's like the ones that I lost pretty much that's, you know? that's very him very evil. yeah that's such a him thing it's um, also something I would do <laughs> you know what was great um, a little while after after he retires um, the leaves with like every match he's had reflected in them do you remember that yeah, where he's like, wait, wait, wait like, that again? back in his journal. Oh, the leaves, yeah, 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 yeah. No, he oh, punches a tree again. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Dude, that's so sick. 
Morikawa, I didn't think Morikawa had it in him, honestly, like up until that point, do the sentimental stuff that well. Yeah. But he mm-hmm. really killed it. King shit. King shit. King's disease. Anyway, yeah. that. <laughs> uh, some of the some of the really sentimental stuff that got me was also when um, when I can't remember who it was that told him initially. I think it was Takamura that told Hippo, Hippo, the thing that um, the old man really wanted you to do was to make excuses, not mm-hmm. just accept the fact that you lost. And I think that was, and that whole sequence afterwards, where it was like him realizing what that meant, that was pretty powerful. Yeah, that's so cool. Because like Epo's never really, Epo no, is a boxer, he yes, but he's not excuses. a fighter. He thought that was what he wanted. Yeah. And then like he know. went to go ask like everyone else. He was like, "Hey, um, like, would, do you ever make excuses when you lose?" And he's like, "Yeah, every fucking time." it's it's just so good how can you how can you have such a complete story you know and and have so many things expressed at one time in one series um Mm -hmm. it's just a dumb boxing manga it's supposed to be anyway it's like no it's not it's a boxing manga just not a dumb but speaking of you know the sentimental stuff not my favorite fight but definitely up there is is sendo versus alf yo I thought that's what you were going to say, Luke, because I thought I was going to be up there for you, but I guess it wasn't. Um, but the thing about Sindo versus Alf for me, the fight itself was, I don't want to say whatever, because it wasn't whatever. It was super cool, you know? But once again, the surrounding events and the aftermath are are the best parts. Oh, man. Sensing a pattern here. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, the, um, the buildup with when Sendo walked into Ricardo's gym, that whole like set of chapters was spined. In me. Yes, I um, I actually really like the idea of Ricardo taking the down just to create some fun drama. <laughs> God knows he wants it. He oh, does. Yeah. He's tired of being up there at the very, very top. This man has, like, what, 50-something fights, no losses, never been knocked down? I think the the thing that makes him interesting is, like, a highest number character, you know, as a Jiren. um, If Jiren loved fighting as much as Goku, right? Yeah. but But just felt super sad that there was nobody he could actually, you know, have fun with. That, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, and it's and it's not and it's like a it's kind of like a a laid back somber sadness too. Yeah, but the thing I kind of want to highlight is that, like, yes, the fight itself was super cool, but what happened immediately after, when when everyone in Mexico is screaming screaming Viva Tigre, <laughs> oh, it's so cool. Viva Tigre! It's so good. And you can just like see the the ring shaking like in the manga, yeah. and it's like oh. And the whole thing with oh. that was just like, oh yeah, everyone loves a good tiger in Mexico. Like, huh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, wasn't Tiger Mask, the Japanese wrestler, like a huge fucking deal? Yes. In- yeah. Yeah. I believe he was actually referred to as like El Tigre or something. Remember, remember yeah. that, uh, I'm not going to get on this for long, but remember that cartoon? Yes. Yeah, that shit was yes. sick. 
on Nickelodeon. Oh. I gotta watch it again. I like the dynamic. El Tigre! <laughs> the villain what? grandpa. Yeah, grandpa and superhero oh, <laughs> Yep. God, that was quite bad. Like, and, all, and like, like the running animation all... in that show is so so stupid, funny looking. I know. It was great though. You can't you can't deny that. It had a kind of bounce to it that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, but like things like that, you know, like where you see the enemy showing respect to to the um, to the challenger, that's stuff like that kind of gets me. And then immediately after that, it's like the 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 mood kind of just freezes a little bit because you have Ricardo coming in, you know, to fight his opponent, whoever it is, and he's just like, all right, I cannot waste the work that these the, that these boys have done. To, to hype up this audience. Because at the end of the day, Ricardo understands he's an entertainer. Yeah. Right? Right. Especially in Mexico where things like Lucha Libre, Libre are such big things. Like, you are an entertainer first, a fighter second. And Ricardo cannot provide the entertainment and it makes him really sad. Because to him, that's part of his craft. And that's part of his craft that he was never able to develop. Because he's too damn good. Yep. And it makes him really, really sad. Like, he is begging the entire time, please, Please, I can feel the ring uh, getting cool beneath my feet. Please, give me a decent fight. Yeah, and then he even like for like one second even contemplated like like taking a fall. He was like, no, that would be an even greater sin. Yeah. Disrespect. What'd you say? (laughs) Fine to do that in a spar though. I'm, okay, I think he legitimately felt he got thrown off balance because he just kind of like got yeah. caught up. Yeah, I don't I think. I think he... so too. I think uh, I, I agree. I was just making a joke, but um, I think the difference is that he did not clear it up after he fell on purpose. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't make because... excuses. Ha ha! Here it comes. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he wanted the drama. His coach is desperately trying to maintain that image. He's like perfect. He's like, no, I took a fall. Oops. Whoops, I did it again. Yep, guilty. Yep, yep, I'll again. do it again. <laughs> yeah, no, he is like he's very interesting dude. Like he, he really is like the embodiment of like a gentleman. As much as he wants to be. Mm-hmm. Like the gentleman's champion. Yeah. I don't know. I really, really appreciate Ricardo as a character after um after his Sendo fight. And like it's not my favorite fight, but it's also like one of those things where just everything that happened around it, Chef's Kiss. Wow. <laughs> it was quite uh, good. Ravioli, antipasti. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I don't know, I feel, but what's interesting about Ricardo also is that is his dynamic with Epo. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but, like, every time, like, after he fought, after he sparred, he fought, like, he, he demolished him. He knocked him down, like, what, six times, I think? But even Something still, like every time he's he's mentioned, and he's, like, the one with the Dempsey role, and he just, like, it, the screen, like, the, the panel just goes dark. And he just, like, has this very like, worried expression. Mm-hmm. And he even acknowledged that Alf should have been extremely careful. Like, that, it's, I, I feel, like, he didn't feel like that with Sendo. Like he didn't have that kind of reaction. At least it wasn't illustrated. You know, that, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's just um, what's the author's name again? Whose name? The author of the Epo. Morikawa. Morikawa. I, I don't know if her, 
I don't know if Murakawa is just like trying to hype it up, you know, for the sake of hyping it up, or if he's legitimately like alluring to like a future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing too. I didn't feel like either two of Ipo's losses after uh, Date were felt super earned. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand um, your issues with uh, Guafa, but <laughs> you don't think Al- Alfonso? Was it? Was it Alfonso? I, I think I think on paper, yes, it should it should have been Ebo's loss. But I think the way the fight was building up, and the way the fight happened, it just kind of felt, or the, the way the fight kind of finished, it just kind of felt it kind of fell flat for me. You just think the execution was not uh, yeah. up to par? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But like, not Guavalo was not up to par. <sighs> no, it really wasn't. Yeah, we we've been over that though. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I, I think my name is my name is episode Death to Guava Man. Yeah, his corner knew too. They were like, "We're here. We're here for the money," because <laughs> they were poor. Yeah, he never like the he never experienced. I don't think he ever once experienced like fear or loss before that. Yeah, he still hasn't experienced loss, but he definitely knows what fear feels like. Yeah. This is true. He, he handled it pretty well, though. I'll say, like he kept his cool and he went back in the ring. Absolutely. With all respect to Guava, like the character. Well, he but... is a champion for a reason. Yeah. Yep. He's not Wally. Yeah. No. Exactly. I was gonna make that joke too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but over here. after, I don't know. I I think, obviously. Ipo is, or Hajime no Ipo, like the series, you know, promotes things like hard work and dedication. And like, even the characters that you don't see working that much, yeah. like it's it's heavily, heavily implied. They're all busting their ass, even the ones that are losing. Oh, absolutely. And the one time you saw someone who didn't work hard, he got his ass kicked. Um, and he was at the very beginning. I can't remember his name. Was it Ipo's debut fight? Yeah. Whatever. I don't really care that much. It was yeah. a dude who was like, like, he was like talented got super fat afterwards yeah <laughs> no he had one right he had a single right and that was it yeah oh wait wait uh, wait, wait, wait 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 oh wait no you're not talking about okay never mind I thought when you said the right i thought you were talking about the black who like he was like known for his hooks Osma, no that uh osma that dude osma. i have mixed feelings on that character i he's just he's kind of just there yeah but like I don't appreciate how do I put this. I do not appreciate how he is portrayed outside of boxing. That's not to say he's like horribly written or anything like that. That's definitely kind of like the uh, he's a little dumb, and that's like how it seems. Honestly, it's not just like I don't know Japanese well. It's like he seems kind of slow, and I don't appreciate that. Who is? Um, Jason Osma, the black dude. Oh right. Right. I honestly yeah. kind of forgot his build-up. I think that was also a big problem. Well, part of it was pretty sh- pretty sure the Kamigawa fellas did blackface to get Ipo psyched up. They did. I forgot about that, and I really wanted to forget about that. Sorry. <laughs> never forget. I could never forget blackface. Yeah, they did do blackface, and that was awful. Um, mm-hmm. But <laughs> was it funny? Yes. But Awfully like, funny. Awful. It's, whoa, you can't say that. 
it was. get canceled, Lucas. I mean, it was it was, it was funny. It was, it wasn't funny because of the blackface. It was funny because it was like you really couldn't believe that he just did that. Yeah, like this man. Yeah, this isn't like a little fan manga. This is a legitimate piece of like literature, essentially, kind of. Yeah, like you wouldn't put it in an English class, but still. I mean, you should. You should absolutely. We should. We should really change that dynamic. I think so. Um, but anyway. Yeah, I kind of want to like, touch on. Look, we talked about talent a little bit earlier, but like yeah. we haven't really talked about like the big thing, which is Epo's work ethic. Yes, Epo is a fucking madman. Um, in that he is the embodiment of of this quote that I actually saw in Haikyuu the other day. Where was it? Where was it? God, that's not the right Twitter account. Oh no. Uh oh. Uh, oh, spaghetti uh, while, while you look at the kill, uh, he definitely has a buxom glove where his brain should be, in, in, for good and for bad. <laughs> this is very true. So, I'm, I'm currently like, I'm looking at it right now, because I'm trying to remember what exactly was said, but uh, there's a, a web, I think I've told you guys before, like on and off, but like there's a webtoon I'm reading, it's called The Boxer. Honestly, yes. it has a lot of similarities to Evo, but like not enough to where you get like, oh, it's basically just a, a cheap copy. But they're right now what they're building up to is the next big fight between the main character and the this uh, the champion of this weight class. And this guy is basically Epo. Like he has no talent, but he's actually worse than Epo. He has no talent whatsoever, but somehow mm-hmm. he built himself up to be a world class champion. And there's a quote here. In which, like you said, like what talent? The definition of talent. I'm looking for it right now, but it it was it it was actually a really good definition. I should have. Um, I wish I'd had it when we first talked about talent. But so he like he said. Oh, he's like he one one thing he says like he's like he's the personification of hard work. Ah, okay, here it is. So. Um. They, they ask a question. They say, "What, um, what do you think when you hear the term hard worker?" And the answer given is, "Sounds like a loser." And it's like when you listen to interviews about top boxers, you'll hear them speak with like pride about how hard they've worked, as if they are where they are because of the blood, sweat, and tears. That's a load of bullshit. Actual, actual quote. Is like, are they the greatest boxers in the world because they trained harder than anyone else? Did other boxers not put in the work? No, every boxer. And it's like he's going into it. It's like basically, like boxers don't get where they are because of how hard they work. It's because of talent. But yeah. apparently, this guy is like the the embodiment of a true hard worker. He put in like countless hours and like of his time, and boom, there he is. Yeah, I actually yeah. had this conversation the other was it last week two weeks ago with jada where like i saw someone on twitter who was basically like can we like stop calling artists talented and, and acknowledge their hard work i'm like no okay that's disrespectful to people who have actually tried and just don't have what it takes you know like we like yes we absolutely should not disregard your hard work and and the hours of practice you put in but also we can't just be like oh you got here just because of your hard work no, you have a creative eye and, you know, a steady hand and things that you need to do to draw. Um, that's not something that you can just ignore 
when when mm-hmm. you're trying when you're when you're acknowledging your, your work and in, in, in your art you know yeah i don't know i think people overestimate how hard they work 90 percent of the time most people not everybody but most people yeah um there's always someone doing more oh very true but the quote i was referring to was it's some like volleyball player and and this this is what this is the quote i feel like embodies epo the most where it's like i'm basically built for my daily routine routine and the results are nothing but the byproduct like epo for all intents and purposes like i said before for about a thousand chapters is i'm going to do the same thing and whatever happens is what's meant to happen right on and i think that's super cool and you know typical shonen shit but like also i don't think it's ever been expressed in that way not for a main character anyway yeah um this quote from Haikyuu is not from a main character it's from some like random volleyball team they're going against but right. it just it just fits here really really well you know another thing about Ipo's that like, I made a comment about Ipo's talent I think a lot of that had to do with like the different kind of uh, backgrounds that each of the boxers had growing up <clears throat> like if you I noticed actually I was doing some um, little homework on this before we record again because I felt like I was I wasn't like I was missing something in my explanation but with the um when talking about like talent I realized every one of the super talented boxers was I were like mo- for the most part they're all like had like, a, a violent background Mashiba Sendo Takamura all of them had that kind of like um that like that aggression that natural aggression but the ones who didn't had a drive that made them angry something that like that drove them to it and i think even people like david eagle had something like that mm. like something that's that interesting. Was, like inborn but but ipo is such a soft dude when he before he starts boxing like, he, he's a soft boy like he he does, he does not know what like he never wanted to like felt aggression even towards people that straight up tried to kick the shit out of him he was always just very timid he never once balled his fist and like wished he could hurt someone like i think an interesting way to put it is like just his a lot of his like talent differences come from the fact that like this is the first time he's experiencing true aggression and violence and he honestly just didn't know what to do with it at first yeah okay lucas you're gonna hate me okay. for saying this go ahead i feel like ipo is everything i hate about deku but surrounded by interesting characters and give more time to develop and done better. I don't know why you think I'd hate you saying that. I don't love <laughs> Deku as a character, and I respect your opinion about like, my hero. I especially respect your opinion about Deku. I personally don't like vibe with it because that's okay. just me. I didn't know that. I didn't think. I thought you liked Deku. No, I mean I don't dislike him. It's just I understand why you don't. I like him for for like I like him for the reasons you don't like him, but I get it. I'm not, yeah. I'm not so dense to where I'm just like, no, he's a perfect character. He's definitely a perfect character. I think some of those imperfections are what makes him so likable. I'm just around to watch Hawks do more Hawks things. I'm just here for Aizawa, um, honestly. He's better. Everybody you'll, else can uh, kick rocks. You'll love Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, their their uh, not Kakashi is my favorite <laughs> of the time. So funny. They're not Kakashi. He's uh he's so good. 
I need to. Should I, should I watch the anime or just read the manga? I don't um, even know. Watch the anime until you're caught up, and then just switch to the manga because the anime is good animation and it's faithful. Yes. Okay, sick. I've been looking for anime to watch anyway. Akudama Drive. Akudama Drive. Later. Soon, TM. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I got to my Hero Academia, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. That was a that was an ordeal. But this is like you know better. You still need to read a manga I recommend. I need to just figure out which one to make you guys read. It is, it is oh, yeah, about my right. turn again. I thought it was I thought it was supposed to be um what was it? Neptune or Pluto? Pluto. Pluto. There it is. Maybe. I'll get to that. But as Steven pointed out one time, I've been reading a lot. I need to watch something. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Fair. No, my brain a little bit. <laughs> Freeze your brain. You know, I realized, I realized, I don't, I don't think we've, like, we were talking about, like, favorite fights before, and I don't think none of them got to say, wait, no, he did, never mind, never mind. Vorg versus, I, yeah, I yeah. probably had the longest one, what are you talking about? No, no, I was, no, no, my bad, I was, I was, I got confused with favorite characters, because you both have favorite characters, and I just, like, yeah, never mind, you get what I'm saying. Moving forward, though. So, hmm, there was one other thing. Um, separate, uh, it's kind of off topic what we've been talking about, but it's the matter of like the, just the, like the dynamic of the comicology overall. Yeah. Like, I think we we should touch on this because, okay, so you have like, before, let's, let's talk about before like people became trained. You have. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Even people. before that, I would like to preface you? this by saying, I would like to preface this by saying, if you go to a gym like Kamigawa Gym, Go to a different gym. Leave. <laughs> Please leave. Like I say this with like all seriousness. Please leave if you get Kamigawa gym vibes. Like I I love Kamigawa as a fictional character, but as a coach, I would not want someone like that teaching me martial arts. No, and there are many reasons. Yes. Number one, he is way too ambitious. He's way, way too brain ambitious. Brain always okay. yelling. He always yelling. Like, Always. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't mind like that kind of teaching vibe, but I would, at, from what I've seen, especially now with how he like handles those fights, I would not trust that man. I would not trust myself to put him, myself in his hands. Yeah. Like, who the hell? I've said this before. I'll say it again. Who the hell decides that the number two world ranked fighter is the perfect, but way to get exposed in the world, like in the world, by a title champion? No, no. Go for someone like ranked six or ten or something. Yep. People is not number two material yet. I'm sorry. Also, if your gym mates feel like the gym mates from Kamigama Gym, also definitely leave. Please. Please. I beg of you. So toxic. <laughs> I love martial arts. Don't say I went to a bad gym and, and, and then come back and say you hate martial arts again. That makes me sad. Yeah. You gotta go to the right place. I mean... But yeah, yeah. they care. So, but that being said, the character dynamics are, are amazing. Oh, yeah. Best slapstick in the game. I mean, uh, it's like you got Ipo, like the Ipo and Takamura are both like the the big stars. Like, Ipo is the rising star, um, coming from nothing, and Takamura is like the hope of Japan. And you got Aoki and Kimura, who are both like they're good. And I think you said before they're they're definitely above average. And but like more than that, also it's like they both have their own individual skill sets to make them unique they're not just that boxer we're not going to talk about aoki's boxing though because as fun as it is 
We're not I, I, well, okay, Kimura is actually, like, the most boring boxer of the bunch. But, you know, the funny thing, like, Kimura is, like, he interests me the mo- more than Aoki because he is, like, he's putting himself through actual hell. Yeah. Because he's a good friend. I For think, a stupid reason. Yeah, I think, honestly, if he boxes, I've always been, like, an at, like, oops, I've been an at, like, um, avidly against people like trying to cut weight unhealthily i think you should fight or wrestle or whatever at whatever weight you like should like are comfortable living in. like this business the business of like of cutting your weight down so you can be the strongest of the weight class while sacrificing your own health it's stupid you're not at your best and it's 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 in and on like a, a cheesy honor kind of side of it it's insulting mm-hmm if I want to fight someone, I want to fight someone at their best. I don't care how big or small they are. I want to fight them at their comfortable like level. If I find out someone's like sacrificing their mental and physical health just so they could like be, have like a leg up in weight, I'm gonna be pissed. Especially if I beat them. But you know, that's just me. So no, that's fair. Kimura, like Kimura has like good fundamentals. It's just that. He he struggles with like, he struggles with weight control, and also he just. I mean, like you said, he's only above average. He doesn't have special strength. He doesn't have special speed. He's the most well-rounded, but yep. also that makes him, you know, the least likely to get anywhere. Yeah. Well, unfortunate as it is. But. No. Aoki, like him, uh, Aoki's friendship is heartwarming. Most Dude. of the time. Until Aoki, like, fucks over Kimura, like, as Dude. usual. Just by like, being him. I want to report a pedophile. <laughs> oh, God. That was funny. That was fun. And kind of Itagaki, too. I know you guys don't... Itagaki's starting to grow on me. Like, he, the second read-through, it definitely, he definitely grew on me. Because I feel like... Yes, he has personal problems. Yes, he's, like, immature, and he's a teenager. But I also think he kind of brings a, a sort of refreshing uh, kind of dynamic to the gym that it didn't really have before, especially after he started losing and figuring out like the mentality he needs to have as a pro boxer. Like before right. that, no, Itagaki can kick rocks. But after that, I, I think he's a welcome addition. And I enjoy seeing his fights, especially the one against Speed Star Guy. Oh, so that was, good. That was, that was great. Um, the Ali, the Ali shuffle. Ooh. Yeah, that was so good. And and then the the sushi afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just like you know me. I like seeing old versus new, like new versus old blood. That that's always cool. Uh, then like, like seeing the, the same specialty for that reason actually. Which one was that? Um, that was the guy who slowed down to throw him off. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was very interesting. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Honestly, I've forgotten that that guy had fought Evil before. Yeah, same. We all did. I had to look him up. We all forgot. Let's <laughs> go to the back. wiki, look through the fight history, be like, alright. Is... Um, but it... I don't know. I, I kind of I like him. I know a lot of people, especially when he first came on, especially Snoopy. You remember Snoopy, the old translator for uh, Scanlator for Hajime no Ippo? Shouts to him. I wish he was still doing scamlations. I his translator notes were legendary. What happened to him? 
I don't know. He's been doing this shit for ten years or something. So like, I don't blame him. Uh, he just he just went back to his life. Oh okay. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Like, it's not like a a simple. Oh, I'm just gonna white out these bubbles and you know. Yeah. Just put it out. No, I didn't. I, I didn't know he retired. That was the thing. Yeah, I'm assuming like, that's, that's what happened. I don't know what actually happened to the dude. Nah. So, I imagine he just kind of like stopped. Yeah, that makes sense. Honestly, well, it, good for him though. Honestly, if he's trying to get back to his life, that, is, that was a lot of hard work. I didn't realize I have a, a very fresh and new appreciation for um, for like anyone who does a manga work. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. If you want to like, okay, I'm gonna give you another recommendation, uh, Lucas. Yeah, you might. You know, you, you, if you're looking for something that's kind of lighter and not, you know, um, shown in action, um, but it's still like in the same vein of hard work and you know dedication gets you to your goals. Um, yeah. Bakuman is oh. one of my favorites. I thought you were gonna say Shirobako. Uh, Shirobako's anime, but yes, that's also very good. Shirobako's also really solid. I don't think I like it as much as Bakuman, just because, like, the characters are more fun in Bakuman. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely a, oh, this shit is hard. And, like, you can die, you know, dedicating too much to your craft. It's it's by someone who wrote something else pretty famous. Was it the Death Note guy? What? Ooh, it might whoever been. whoever made Bakuman like before that he made something else that got pretty famous yeah. and, he, and like most of Bakuman is about his attempt to make that said thing yeah well, I don't that remember who it was uh, I'll look it up y'all keep going yeah um, what was I saying oh yeah so I think that'd be pretty cool for you I think that'd be a cool experience for you Lucas A to like get your first like I guess step into slice of life and 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 be you know while still making like kind of familiar story beats i might ask you for it again later, but that's fine yeah um so awesome. yeah it's the it's the death note writer damn that's crazy and damn, the artist um did, also did death note and hikaru nogo huh i need to i need to read hikaru nogo again i read it a long time ago I never read it, but I've heard the name. I've heard like it's like one of those things like you floating around a lot, but you never really. It's a bit of a boomerang series. Yeah. Um. What was I saying? I can't remember what I was saying. I was making a point. Hmm. Oh, this seems like it's right up my alley. What the fuck? What? All right. This this is Hakaru Nogo. Oh yeah. This this is definitely right up my alley. All right. That's that's decided. What, what, if, what if the Queen's Gambit involved ghost possession? <laughs> I love Queen's Gambit. I need. To, I'm gonna watch it after Shiro. I hear good it, things. It's so good. Um, anyway, I was saying something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So speaking of people who write things and then you, they write something else, uh, the the manga code for Full Metal Alchemist also wrote. Probably one of my favorite slices of life in Silver Spoon, huh. which I still have not finished. What's it about? Uh, Silver Spoon or Full Metal Alchemist? Is it about rich people? No, I know what Full Metal Alchemist is about. Oh, Silver Spoon? <laughs> no, Silver Spoon is about a boy 
who gets sent to an agricultural high school and learns how food works. Interesting. I know that sounds super stupid, but like the, the manga like grew up on a farm and so this is just like her love letter <laughs> to farm life. You know, you, the one thing I like about anime and manga so much is that like there are so many different stories that you just you wouldn't find otherwise. Like there really is something for everything. Yeah, there is. Um, it's there's also a barrier to entry, I guess, than you know, um, making something like a, a TV show or a movie. Yeah. Um, but it also carries its own, you know, detriments as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like just pumping out garbage, as Shonen Jump does sometimes, um, or any publication really. They just kind of throw. I mean, that, that, that's a lot of them where they just throw whatever at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, but that being said, people say I had this conversation with a couple people like the last couple of weeks. People think anime is weird, but then I see shit like Elite or or Game of Thrones, and you're like, Game of is isn't it that weird? Game of Thrones. You mean talk about the incest? How everything in that show in that show is incest? Bro, like, okay. Define weird because like when I say okay when I say weird, people thing in a, that setting you know yes it is but I'm saying people say things like um I don't watch anime because they have incest or or they have like I don't know underage people doing uh things and does that happen yes but like it also happens in Western media and people just don't really uh, acknowledge it I think anime I, I normally I, it's I, more I overt overall I do it is more overt but I think anime pushes anime. the age way younger too. I'll agree with you on that one they 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 perceive it. Oh, I look like a little girl, but don't worry, I'm actually something 100 years old. Yeah. I'm actually 500 okay, years there's old. There's a Japanese video game that does the opposite, and it's so messed up. <laughs> what? Gross. Ew. That's, That's right. terrible. That's just nasty. I, I, I cannot comment. Anyway, I, back to Evo. <laughs> Please. Back to Evo. <laughs> Kimura, right? You guys have to say? Kimura, <laughs> right? <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> Are we gonna blame Kimura for talking about all this stuff? I'm cool with it. Probably. Shit. Just have Takamura, you know, the pokey poke. Yeah. Um, oh shit! Oh <laughs> shit! That just um, I um, I remember. I don't know what it was, but like that moment where Takamura was like planning his punishment for Aoki by like preparing his like his anal finger like jutsu. <laughs> when he when he <laughs> penetrated the fucking cinder block, I was terrified. <laughs> I have I have known fear, but that was another level. Yeah, I level. every time something like that happens, my my butt scar kind of tingles a little bit. As um, it should. As yeah, it should. Those of you who haven't heard my butt story, I'm not going to tell it on air. But no, you know, if you want to know, you can I'm, ask. I'm 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 low key tired of hearing it every time. <laughs> <laughs> like, like last time we were talking about it, like on the Discord, all the new people hadn't heard it before, and I was like, oh, "Why are God. there so many?" I was like, "Why are there so many new people?" Just don't be new. <laughs> Just don't be new. Stop being a fucking rookie. How dare you? I saw everyone showed up that one time. But yeah. So ugh. anyway, is there anything else you guys want to say about Epo? Hmm. I'm really, really excited to see where Epo students go. Yeah. What, what are their names? Taihei and something? 
I don't know who the other one is. Aoki's, Aoki's little brother, and just that one goon who happened to be there. <laughs> the guy with the long nose and huge nose. Uh, no, sorry. Huge nose and long hair. Fuck. Yep. Um. But yeah. Well, if anything from you, Lucas? Mm, I think we really covered just about everything we can. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Well, if that's all. Uh, thank you guys for being here. I greatly appreciate it. This has been the conclusion of episode 13, part 2 of Cheese and Eggs podcast. Of course, it's 13 uh, that we have to split. Yeah. Um, part 2. Crash Talk, take 2. Anyway, um, you can find me on Twitter at STGBlack2. Uh, you can email me at cheeseandeggspod at gmail.com. That's cheese, the letter N, eggspod at gmail.com. Uh, you guys have anything you want to plug? Nah, you got it. Mm-mm. All y'all, yep. spread the word. Go support my man over here. He's got good stuff. Yeah. Appreciate it, appreciate it. Okay, on that note, I love seeing people who are like, you're in my top five podcasts of the year. But it's also so weird. Because <laughs> it's like, like oh God, like, you, you, I put you, stuff out into the world. You beat out Joe Rogan. You should feel proud. Yeah, I do feel proud of that. Um, I I binge I binge a lot of your stuff because like I I realized I was like one day I was like I was like really slacking I was like yo he's been, he's put out a lot of episodes I should really watch I should really listen to these so I just like started my whole day and I was like all right <laughs> episode five start and I yep. just kind of kept going. I gotta I gotta go through the backlog and. The thing is, I will never listen to an episode I'm on because I hate the sound of my voice when it's recorded. You get over it eventually. I started to enjoy it actually. I don't. I listen. I listen. Wow! To my look episode. at the narcissist over here. I listen to listen. my episode. Uh, you could call me narcissist. I don't care. It was funny. <laughs> it was a good episode. It's probably one of my favorites. It was good. Well, I gotta listen to Sarah's. Ah uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't already. I haven't been listening at all just because I keep getting distracted. Like fair. I've been slacking on anything. I've been planning to watch, read, things, whatever. Unless it's DNK, which was fun. <laughs> That's another <gasps> episode. You're welcome. That is going to be a fun episode. So oh, boy. I, I have I, to reread. The, uh... My, like, the graph of my enjoyment, like, that, that last three chapters <laughs> is just such a dive. <laughs> Listen... I said it before, Shrink. I'll say it again. If you if you remember that it is a shitty, you know, soap opera, it's fine. No, it's not. But if you forget that Bro Imagine 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 um being so bad at dodging cars you ruin a marriage. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> okay. That's Dodge. enough. That's, that's enough. Just, I'm gonna your... stop recording. Thank you for coming, guys. Uh, <laughs> DNK is another. It's gonna be another episode. Absolutely, I don't know when it's gonna happen, but it'll happen. Right. It has to be a time where I have time to reread DNK. And I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm definitely doing. Re-read. Like this. Yeah. Like as soon as you announce, like like when it's time to like get ready. I'm oh god. I might give it a, like a, a month's time. We should do Omega sometime because I think there's a lot to say about it. Well, once it gets further on. Yeah. Definitely. One day. I mean, that requires I actually have to read and enjoy Omega. 
Um, let's talk about it after you're done recording. Yes. All right. Have a good one, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed Cheese and Eggs episode 13, part two. Crash Talk, take two.